0: Have your Bible, 2 Chronicles, chapter 34. I want to read one verse of Scripture this morning. As we begin, I'll ask you to stand to your feet. I want to read in verse number 15, and we'll go back and look at this chapter a little more in depth. And Hilkiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah delivered the book to Shaphan. From this chapter today, I want us to look at just a few words here that says, I have found the book. Father, would you help us today to rightly divide the word of truth? God, would you be pleased to speak to our hearts? God, would you open to us your book And teach us the words of this book. Words of eternal life. Exceeding great promises are contained in this book. It is a book, Lord, that can help us as no other. Would you speak to us today, I pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. The nation of Israel was chosen by the Lord. Chosen to witness and bear the name of God to the world. So you might say that Israel is God's voice. You might say that Israel is God's mouthpiece. You might say that Israel is God's witness to the world. King Solomon, once he died and the kingdom was transferred over, the kingdom of Israel divided. Between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom had 19 kings, all of which were wicked. The southern kingdom had 20 kings, only 8 of which were good. That means that 8 out of 39 kings were good kings. 21% of the kings were good. When we look in 2 Chronicles 34 we meet a young man by the name of Josiah. He was eight years old, verse 1, when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem one and thirty years. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of David his father and declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. Number one today, I want us to think about Josiah's Character. When he's eight years old, he began to reign. The Bible tells us in the previous chapter that his daddy's name was Ammon, and he reigned two years and he was assassinated because of his idolatry, his sinfulness, and his exceeding great iniquity and wickedness. His grandfather was Manasseh, an exceeding evil king who had reigned for 55 years. I want you to see there had been a departure from the things of God in that family, that monarchy that was leading the people of God. Yet now we find a boy, eight years of age, that is made king. So preacher Darren, the Bible doesn't have that right. Oh yes honey, the Bible has it right. This young man made a decision at eight years of age that he would do that which is right, he made a decision to seek the Lord. Though he grew up in a wicked culture, though he was in a terrible environment, he made his own decision and that was to serve God. The Bible says in verse number three, for in the eighth year of his reign, that means now he's eight years old, he's reigned for eight years, he's... 16 years of age, while he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of David, his father. Now, think about that. He's made a decision at the age of 16 I'm going to seek the face of Almighty God. Though I've come from a corrupt family tree, I'm going to honor God with my life and my dedication to the Lord. As a teenager, He is calling upon the Lord. As a teenager, he is looking to the Lord. I don't have time to preach this, but I'll mention it. Did you know that about 300 years earlier, when there was wickedness and idolatry upon the altars, that God prophesied 300 years before, there would be a king born named Josiah that would clean up that mess and return the people back to serving God. Well, voila. Here he is. Eight years of age, he's beginning to reign. 300 years after the prophecy of 1 Kings chapter 13. And now he's 16 years old and he's made a decision to seek the Lord. Look what he does. He begins to deal with the sin in the land. The Bible says in the 12th year, now he's what? He's 20 years old. He began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places and the groves and the carved images and the molten images. They break down the altars of Balaam in his presence and the images that were on high above them he cut down and the groves and the carved images and the molten images and break in pieces and made dust of them and strode it upon the graves of them that had sacrificed unto them. And he burnt the bones of the priests, the priests, the priests that were involved in idolatry. Here this young man has stepped in and he is breaking down the idolatry in the land. You may look around today and say, Preacher Darren, I don't know if there's much idolatry in America. Who are you kidding? We worship the God of the football games and the God of the lake and the God of the garage sales. It is amazing right now what goes on at the flea market rather than what's happening in the house of God. I'm telling you, there is gods in our lives, the God of being online. I'm telling you, you can't get some people off of Facebook. Hey, you ought to get on of Facebook and get your face in the book. Amen. I'm telling you, idolatry on every hand. And he broke down the idolatry of the land. And the Bible says he cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. If I took time to turn to 2 Kings 22 at a, parale- at a parallel passage, you would see that he also began to bust up and break up the immorality in the land. Yes, our toleration of sin for generations has turned into acceptance and promotion Of promiscuous, sexual, immoral lifestyles. And you know why those things have taken place and we're now promoting it in the day in which we live? It's because we've moved away from the book, we've moved away from the Word of God. We see, second of all, I want us to see Josiah's conviction. Now, we're going to move on down to verse number 8. Now, in the 18th year of his reign, he's 26 years old. When he had purged the land and the house, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, and Messiah, the governor of the city, and Joah, and the, son, the son of Jehoaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. So... King Josiah knows that there needs to be a, um, a people that gets together to organize a restructuring of the house of God. And youngins, let me tell you, he brought in the money and to repair the house of God. For years it had been neglected. For years it had been forsaken. For years it had been cast aside. They get in the house of God, they start repairing They start reconditioning. They start reorganizing. They start putting things back together. And verse 14 says, And when they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found a book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. And Hilkiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. During those evil kings' reigns, they thought they had done away with the Word of God. They had abolished it, but God said that His Word would stand forever. They had just cast it aside. They had neglected it. They had forgotten about it. They had forsaken it. Now I'm praying, and God says, Your people are drifting." Lord, where are we drifting? Are we drifting in prayer? Yes. Are we drifting from the reading of the Word of God? Little by little, there's a moving away from the things of God, a moving away from the Word of God. Moving away from in God we trust, and that's why we're getting in a mess in our land And it's starting in our churches and in our individual homes. There is a move away from the reading of the Word of God. Oh yes, you may have the Bible on your coffee table. But when was the last time you opened it? You opened it at church on Sunday morning when the preacher reads. And that's just about it. That's all we're reading of the Word of God. I'm telling you. I've spoken with people, I've called people, I've visited with people, we've spoken. Are you reading the Word? Well, I've I've read some in it. Are you reading? It's amazing what the devil tries to do to you to get your time and captivate your attention with television and phone calls and Facebook and all the things of this busy life that you need to take care of, but you've moved away from the Word of God. You're not reading it, God said. He said, you encourage the people of God to get back in line and read my Word. We don't, listen, Preacher Darren, I value it, I treasure it, I love it. If you love it, when was the last time you opened it? When was the last time you read it? When was the last time you was knee deep in it? Listen, I'm talking about a people who used to be on fire for God, but you've moved away from the reading of the Word of God. Listen, this book, I have found the book. It is a pure book. It is a prophesied book. It is a protected book. It's a preeminent book. It's a piercing book. It's a powerful book. It's a profitable book. Honey, to me, it's a precious book. It, 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 are the words of eternal life. A recent poll was taken of church-going people. Did you realize, listen to this, 90% of pastors are not dedicating themselves to read through the Word of God. 90%! So busy in sermon preparation, or well, preacher Dan, in sermon preparation, you're reading the Word Oh, you're getting an excerpt here, and an excerpt there to put together. But when do you sit down and dedicate yourself to read the Word of God? Paul told Timothy to make sure that he took some time for reading of the Word of God. How could the book of the law be neglected? Preacher Dan, how could the Word of God be neglected in a modern-day church? But yet it was. For close to 50, 60, 70 years, the word of God was neglected. He found the word of God. Verse 16. Shaphan carried the book to the king and brought the king word back again, saying, all that was committed to thy servants, they do it. In other words, they're repairing, they're reconstructing, they're cleaning up the house of God then we can go back to worship. And they have gathered together the money that was found in the house of the Lord, have delivered it under the hands of the overseers and to the hands of the workmen. Then Shaphan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the law that he rent his clothes. Now I want you to think for just a second. I don't know if you know this or not. How could the temple, the tabernacle, a church, move away from the things of God? Now you've got your Bible right here. Hold it. We're going to go back to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. He's found the book of the law. I think he's definitely found Deuteronomy. He could have found what Moses wrote, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy on one big scroll. That could be the book that he found. And Shaphan the scribe starts reading it to the king. Josiah has been king for 18 years. Since he was 8, now he's 26. He's never, may I say, he's never heard the reading of the word of God In his lifetime. Yet by the providence of God, he sought to seek the Lord. This, Deuteronomy 17, verse 18. Deuteronomy 17, verse 18. This is so interesting to me. It shall be, are y'all there? Say amen. For the king, it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests, the Levites. It shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, and to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them that his heart be not lifted up above his brethren. I just want to stop right there. The king was required to have his own copy of the word of God. Did I get that right? Is that what you see? And that he may read out of it all the days of his life. And for 18 years, he has never, during his reign upon the throne... He has never had anyone read to him the Word of God, nor have his own copy. And his heart is broken. When he reads this, he takes his robes of royalty and he tears them and shreds them in two. He is broken. Whew. Do you see, thirdly, Josiah's conviction? Here's what happens when you read this Word the attitude that goes with it when you read this word, it brings conviction. It shows me where I'm wrong and what I need to do to get right. People have moved away from the word because they don't want to feel bad about what they're doing. If they just neglect it and forget about it and try to hide it and cover it up, so that we don't have to deal with it maybe, maybe I could go about my life and be okay but when I get to a church where that preacher comes up here and takes the book and says I have found the book young as this is what it says, woo put me in a church like that give me a leather lung preacher to lay back and preach the infallible inerrant inspired Word of God and tell me where I'm wrong and tell me what I've got to do to get right. I need the Word of God. Most of our modern day churches that's packing it out are moving away from getting your Bibles out and reading the Word of God. I challenge you tonight, bless God, when you come back, you bring your own personal copy of the red letter word of God that you've been reading out of and we're going to shake it tonight in the old devil's face and say I have found the book Amen. amen thank God for it the king what would happen in our government if the president would proclaim the word of God I can read more chapter 31 chapter 31 Uh, Maybe I ought to read 28. Read 28. I don't have time for this, but Lord, here we go. Chapter 28, verse 15. I wonder if Shaphan read this to the king. It shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day that all the curses, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Deuteronomy 28, 15. Josiah, the king, has heard about the curses that could fall upon he and his people and he rends his garment. Deuteronomy 28, 15. He's broken. What about chapter 31? Verse number 9. Moses wrote this law, delivered it to the priests, the sons of Levi, which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord unto all the elders of Israel. And Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, in the solemnity of the year of release, in the feast of tabernacles, when all Israel is come to appear before the Lord thy God in the places which he shall choose, Thou shalt read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Every seven years, it's read before everybody. They're not doing that. Josiah's 26 years old. I mean, he should have heard it at least three times. Out of those, it's never been proclaimed to him. And he's under conviction. He is broken. I won't make you turn. Turn. But in Joshua chapter 8 verse 34 they had a man who stood before the people and read the word of God publicly to all people. 500 years later under the reign of Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 17.9 they proclaimed the word of God publicly. But in 250 years from the time of Jehoshaphat there is no record of the book of the law being read. 250 years. Our nation, on April the 30th, 1789, voted President George Washington. He was inaugurated. When he was inaugurated, he had the Word of God read. He bowed down and kissed the Word of God. He took the, all the Congress. They walked away from the place of inauguration They went to the church house where they read the Word of God together and had a time of prayer. We are moving away from the Word of God and the reason we are is because it's conviction. We don't want the Ten Commandments on the walls of our courthouse. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not have other gods before me. Thou shalt not kill. We have moved away from the word of God. And you may sit here this morning and say, Bridget, you're right, our nation. I can see where we failed. fouled up. You know where our nation starts? It starts with you. And God got me up in the night and said, You're drifting. The current, just the world's current just taking you off course. Now hear me. Josiah did not say, well... I'm better than my daddy Ammon, he was wicked, at least I'm trying to do right. He did not say I'm better than my grandpa Manasseh, he was very wicked, at least I'm trying to do right. I mean, from eight years old, I've been king, I'm doing pretty good. From 16 years old, I started wanting to seek God, I'm doing pretty good. I love people who who are willing to hear where they're wrong and willing to say, you know what? I'm gonna make it right. I'm gonna serve God. I'm gonna repent and I'm gonna turn this thing around. If God would help me to live long enough, I'm gonna serve God. This young man did not say from 8 and 16 and 20 years old, I did this and this. Honey, I'm not into your resume. I don't care how long you've been saved, I don't care when you got baptized. Honey, I don't want to hear your spiritual, who you're connected to. I get name-dropping all the time. Grandpa was a good preacher. Uncle so-and-so was a prayer warrior. Honey, I'm asking you, what about you? Are you reading the Word of God, Daddy, to your children? That will be the thing that they will learn from and the Holy Ghost will use to bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And you're not reading it. But you're going to sit here today and flub up on your preacher and say, I believe the Word of God. If you believe it, read it. Oh, preacher, Darren, I love the Word. This is why, I mean, somebody told me this morning, said they had somebody giving away free Chick-fil-A stuff if you could quote one verse of the Bible. And people not only could have not quote it, told them to get out of their face. I'm just telling you, y'all, we are not reading the Word of God. I've left my notes way behind. But that's just what God has laid upon my heart. What is his attitude to the Word? He's got sorrow and brokenness over his sin of neglecting and casting aside the Word of God. He recognized the authority of the Word of God. I have a question for you. Here's a man who heard the reading of the book and he was so shaken that he rent his garments in front of everybody. How do you sit here at Bethel and hear a sermon that points out your sin and you sit here unconvicted, unshaken, unmoved, yet you'll leave here and go home and watch the eagles or the chiefs or the Panthers, or whoever you're about, the Tar Heels, the Blue Devils, and you will watch that ball game, and you get moved and shaken and it's twi- screaming at the referees that can't. Even- and I'm telling you, your wife knows you get moved by the ball game, but your preacher can get in a pulpit and tell you. God knows you ain't reading the Word and you sit here and say, Oh, yes, I do. Don't tell me I don't read the Word of God. Honey, God has come by and called your name out and put His finger on your heart and said, You have cast aside, you have neglected, you have forsaken, you have forgotten the reading of the Word of God. I was having a discussion with somebody this morning and they just looked at me and said, you're right, preacher. I have not been reading. I'm guilty as charged. But I'm going to change that today. I repent before God. I'm going to get back in the Word. I'm going to start reading it again. What is your attitude to the authority of the Word of God? What is, listen. Look look with me. He, he wasn't just satisfied with saying, I've rent my clothes. I've done wrong. Look at verse 20, 21. 21. Go. He gets, a, he gets a counsel together. Go. inquire. 2 Chronicles 34, 21. Go. Inquire of the Lord for me and for them that are left in Israel and in Judah concerning the words of the book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out upon us because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do after all that is written in this book. He said, go find me somebody that can tell me the meaning of the words of this book. Go find somebody. And they did. And I'm telling you, I want you to know, Lord of God, Here's what he's saying. Lord, we have failed in our ways. Lord, we have forsaken your word. Lord, we are facing your wrath. Somebody tell me what we need to do. The Bible says they went to a lady, a prayer warrior, a servant of God, and she shared with them. Look at verse 23. She answered them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Tell ye the man that sent you to me. Who sent him? The king. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place. Judgment, wrath, that's what he's talking about. The wrath of God, the judgment of God is going to fall on this place. And upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the curses. That's why I think he read that Deuteronomy 28. Even all the curses that are written in the book which they have read before the king of Judah, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be poured out upon this place and shall not be quenched. And as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, so shall you say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel concerning the words which thou hast heard because thine heart was tender thou didst humble thyself before God when thou heardst his words against this place and against the inhabitants thereof and humblest thyself before me and didst rent thy clothes and weep before me I have even heard thee Also saith the Lord, God saw and he heard Josiah's brokenness, his contrition over sin. Behold, I will gather thee to thy fathers. Thou shalt be gathered to thy grave in peace. Neither shall thine eyes see all this evil that I will bring upon this place, upon the inhabitants of the same. So here's what he's saying. Because Josiah has humbled himself and turned to my word, and because he has received and acknowledged me, I'm going to give a reprieve in Josiah's day. We need a, we need a reprieve. Our country our churches, our homes have forsaken the reading and the acknowledgement of God Almighty. But if we'd say, God, I'm guilty. You already know it. Please forgive me. I've cast aside. I've been too busy. Lord, I've been busy with the world and not with the Word. If you'd Humble yourself. God would see that tender heart. He would forgive, restore, and grant a reprieve. Yet judgments are coming. The wrath of God will fall. Verse 29, I'm almost done. So the king sent, and he gathered together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the priests, and the Levites, and all the people, great and small. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant that was found in the house of the Lord. Who was the one that stood up before the people? The king himself proclaimed the words of this book. Verse 31, end of the verse. To perform the words of the covenant which are written in this book. Hear me, Josiah. All the day, he died serving God. He served God all those years, and he did not depart from serving God all the days of his life. I'm glad that Daniel got out of that lion's den, and they didn't need him. I'm glad the three Hebrew children, the Lord was with them in the burning, fiery furnace, and they got out of there. I sure am glad how they got across the Red Sea. Man, that's wonderful as Moses lifted up the rod and God congealed those waters. I'm thankful for the miracles that I see in this book. But I also know when I read it that the God of Elijah and the God of David and the God of Daniel is the same God that I serve today. And just as He delivered them, He can give us a reprieve And deliver us. He'll bless your home. He'll bless your household. If you'll humble yourself before him. And not forsake the reading of the word of God. The decision that Josiah made. Dictated his destiny. If he had rejected the word. He would have been destroyed. And Judah with it. But he made a decision. I'm going to serve God. And I'm going to do better than I've ever done before. You'll stand to your feet this morning. I could read to you in the next chapter how that Josiah reinstituted the Passover. I said, Lord, I have not done what I'm supposed to do. But Lord, if you'd give me grace, I'm going to begin doing it now. Oh, there ought to be a return to the Word of God. I'm asking you, would you come? Would you bow? Would you just tell him today about your plight? Would you tell him today about your condition? Honey, he already knows. will you come confess? Josiah, the king, rent his garments in front of everybody. Would you humble yourself as Josiah did? Oh, so God, help me today to do right by you and have a love for the Word of God for this morning as we bow lord it's more than just a challenge lord we need to have a love for the word of god a love for the things of god and lord our eyes have been distracted our attention has been diverted we look in the wrong way busy with the wrong things god please forgive us lord both I and my father's house we have sin against god today lord i'm asking you would you help us today lord would you forgive us where we failed you and god would you help us to have a love for the word of god and appreciation for the things of god lord would you give us a reprieve in our land a reprieve in our day god would you send revival let it start in me let it start in this church god send us a revival, a return to the Word of God. Father, I pray today, God, that you would empower us, God, to be encouraged from the precepts and the promises that are found upon the pages of the precious Word of God. It is inspired, God, breed. It is inerrant, God. Lord, this morning, God, we bow to say, Father, Help us, God, to fall in love with the Word of God all over again. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.